This episode of The Chaser Report is sponsored by Wine O'Clock. In this lockdown, every hour is Wine O'Clock. Striving for mediocrity in a world of excellence, this is The Chaser Report. Hello and welcome to another week of The Chaser Report. It is Monday the 23rd of August. I'm Dom Knight, Charles Firth and Gabby Bolt are with us. Hey Gabby, welcome back. Hey, thanks for having me back. I really thought I was fired for a while. How was television glamour? Oh, it was wonderful. But but you prefer working with us. Yeah. Will Anderson and Jan Fran. Yeah, because you know. They're pretty shit. No, 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 not at all. No, it's more that just Will Anderson and Jan Fran actually check that I'm working as as a a connoisseur of doing the least amount of work for the maximum Mm. pay possible. Um, It wasn't for me. No. No. Yeah, they, they actually care about. Um, the the product they're they're putting out and and as somebody who's worked for this podcast for the better half of <laughs> yeah. what are you saying? Yeah, it just saying? it just wasn't. Oh come on! Like you guys, when was the last time you actually checked my timesheet? You, you have timesheets? Do you have timesheets? <laughs> See, this is why it's the perfect workplace for me. But look, um, <laughs> things haven't been great since you've been gone on the weekend. New South Wales recorded eight hundred and twenty five, which is the worst day what ever what? in yeah. Australia, and then eight hundred and thirty yesterday. No. So everything's hey, bad. No, no. No, Dom, this is good news. How, this is good news. How can that possibly be good? It, we are, we're eight we've, weeks in, we haven't done no, anything. We're in hell. Dom, we've beaten Victoria. We've beaten Melbourne. No longer will they ever be able to say again, oh, we had a terrible lockdown. Because we'll just go, no, we had it worse. Ha, suck shit. That is a good point. So in, instead of us having to sort of go, oh, I don't know what you've been through. Sorry, Melbourne. Yes. Yeah, we'll just shut up. We'll just go, just go and... Because yeah. we had a light lockdown and it was fine. We'll be able to go, oh, Melbourne, you don't know what it's like having 800 plus. No, and Melbourne is catching up. Like, Victoria's numbers oh, yeah. are starting to rise. ACT like, as well. It's turned out it, it is a race. I hope that they make a reality TV show called It Is A Race and they just it, they actually just make us fight in various disease-spreading activities. Like, you know, yes. you're, we got seven people from seven different states and territories. Now they have to lick all the poles in the vicinity. <laughs> Who will catch COVID first? That is funny, Gabby, but isn't that the reality show that is on like TV every day at 11 a.m.? Like, oh, aren't we stuck in that exact event right now? Okay, well, coming up on the show. Is that it? Is that is that the only note we've got is that we beat Victoria? But it's Well, I just wanted, no, I just wanted to say I think I think it's now incumbent on every Sydney sider to keep this number up because I think 800's great, but no. Victoria is catching up and I think I think we need to start accelerating. I mean, it is accelerating, mm-hmm. but you know, we've got to get in the next few days, if we can get it over a thousand, I don't think Victoria's going to be able to keep up. So you know, stay in there, oh. stay true. It's going to be great. You were at the protest, weren't you, Charles? You got this. Oh you got God. this, Sydney. Eight hundred of us have got this, Charles. Ah. <laughs> uh, uh, I mean, the problem is, I start. We start joking about it, and then my stomach just fills with dread and and horror and. Yeah. yeah, do you ever feel like hard. the weight of our words carries um, a little bit of a sadness with it? Because I sometimes think somebody listens to this podcast and goes, they're right, we should catch <laughs> Here's up. Here's the gun. <laughs> Coming up on the show, we've actually got an exclusive interview with Scott Morrison to put to him some of the questions about, about all this stuff. So it's, uh, it's going to be... Jesus, in the week that I was gone, did you guys manage to get a PR agent? How did you land that interview? Uh, you know, he's been doing the rounds. He did Insiders on Sunday and he's uh, stepped into our podcast this morning to clear a few things up. Wow. Plus, Harry Jun is uh, joining us. He's a teacher and talking about what it's like to be a teacher under lockdown. 
And John is giving us a bit of an update as to what uh, President Donald Trump is up to. But first of all, let's go to Rebecca Dana Minow in the Chaser Newsroom. Prime Minister Scott Morrison has come under fire today after his consistent fuck-ups reached a level that he even managed to fuck up an interview with former Sky News presenter David Spears on Insiders. The PM went on Insiders after a recent spree of fucking up on morning shows and shock jock radio shows. However, things all fell apart for the PM when Spears asked, what have you been up to lately? A Sydney cider who has already endured months of lockdown that has no sign of ending has today said he's relieved to have avoided that unnecessary short lockdown back in June. New South Wales Premier Gladys Berejiklian said she was pleased with the decision to not lock down at the beginning of the outbreak. Instead of locking down Sydney for two harsh weeks, we've now had a much more enjoyable four-state and one-other-country mild lockdown instead, she said. Don't all thank me at once. Current Premier of New South Wales, Gladys Berejiklian, has received the kiss of death after members of her party came out to deny speculation that she will be forced to step down, saying they fully support her leadership. Meanwhile, a local newsreader is hoping people listen to this quick because last time she wrote a story about this, Barnaby took power before the podcast even went live. That's the latest Chaser news you can't trust. I'm Rebecca Dayunamuno. Our guest today on the podcast is comedian Harry John. Hey, Harry. Hey, how's it going? Yeah, good. How's your comedy career going at this point? Oh, yeah. It's going about as well as it was before lockdown, uh, <laughs> <laughs> which wasn't great. No, I mean, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll do any gig. I'll try to do as many gigs as possible, but obviously that's uh, dried up. Um, got a couple of Zoom gigs coming up. How which are they? Be- I, I've seen like on LinkedIn comedians that I know who are good comedians saying, hey, add some fun to your Zoom. I'm going to come on and do Zoom comedy. Does that work? I guess uh, it's better it than can- nothing. Yeah, it can work. I did a corporate one last lockdown. It was for this geology conference. Yeah, right. And Peak like, of comedy. Any- what do you mean? Yeah. <laughs> Rocks. Like, do you know, you have any jokes about geology? Geology, and I was like, not really. And it was like, oh well, here's our guest speaker, and if you know, if you could just roast him, uh, that'd be great. And so, like, I did this whole. Pat, they sent a photo of him. No um, way. Yeah, and they uh, they were like, oh, give him a bit of a roast. And the photo they sent of him was like. Him like kneeling on a rock, wearing like this really cool jacket, and uh, from Kathmandu. And I just kind of roasted him about how like he's a geologist, but he just so badly wants to be this male model, and just <laughs> really like it wasn't nice. And then <laughs> and like I, but they're all laughing and everything. And then he comes on and he's like, 
the nicest guy you could ever oh, meet. Oh, no. And so passionate about geology. And he's like, oh, thank you so much, Harry. That was really funny. But you could see the heartbreak. <laughs> you were uh, hired to break a man's eyes. heart. Yeah. Yeah. And, the, and then afterwards they were like, oh, please feel free to stick around and watch the uh, the, the lecture. And I felt so bad from for roasting this guy that I sat through a whole hour of like <laughs> shit that I had, no, I had no idea what they were talking about. I was just looking at topographical maps. I mean, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a rock. <laughs> Man, that's cool. Um, I'm fine with that. So you're a high school English teacher. Yeah, yeah. In high Sydney, school. I'm teaching. Yeah, I'm Got teaching. A side hustle. Years. That's right. That's my side hustle. <laughs> and have you been? You've been t- obviously teaching classes on Zoom as well. Yeah, Zoom classes. Uh, I'm teaching. So the years I'm teaching this year is seven, eight, and nine. Yeah. Um, so the younger kids. Yeah, it's it's rough. Uh, I, I someone asked me what Zoom teaching was like, and I told them that. It feels like a hostage situation, except <laughs> except you're the abductor, the negotiator, and also one of the hostages. Like, because yeah, yeah, like, right. you're you're there. You're like, I don't want to be here either, guys. A one man like, show. You, yeah, you will listen to my demands. Like, <laughs> and do you find like do you find that kids on a Zoom chat are more disruptive or less disruptive than if you had to actually ring them in in person? Oh, I mean, it changes. It's different for each year group, but it's like the the worst thing is their lack of participation, which I think Zoom gives you the permission to do. Yeah, like, yes. our school doesn't mandate that you chuck your cameras on or or your microphones on, oh. so I won't even know if they're there. Some kids are clever too; like they're clever at it. They'll sign into the Zoom. They'll say, "Hey," when the roll's been marked, and then they just don't respond to any question. There's some amazing <laughs> stories last year about. Um, Really smart kids like looping a video background of themselves, just nodding yes. occasionally. I mean, did you see yeah, anything yeah, like yeah. that? Oh no, I haven't. Said, the the funniest stuff I get to see, especially with the young kids, is like there's like a new generation of that excuse of like my dog ate my homework because oh, wow. the kids are so young. Good like, to know that's still kicking. Yeah, yeah. But the funniest thing was because you know I'll ask questions in class, like you know, uh, write a response to this. We're looking at a documentary. How well do you think they use camera techniques or whatever? And um, the kids write their responses in the Zoom chats, and you know we go through it. And one of the kids wrote like I, he was the only kid who hadn't done it. And I was like, oh, can you can you write a response? And his he wrote in chat and typed and he goes, Sorry, sir, my keyboard's not working. And then he sent us through. <laughs> no, he didn't. Right. Oh, he's so it's so clever too, if he didn't think about yeah. the fact to, that you have to use a keyboard to type the message. Yeah. And and this was happening live. All the kids could see it, and I'm sure they're laughing. They're probably too <sighs> polite to or whatever. And mm. I I do you see it on the screen that my face just goes from I look at the chat, I kind of hide my laughter and I go. Moving on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to try and like punk him back? Uh, I mean, uh, to be honest, I just want to get through the lesson. Like, I just, <laughs> <laughs> just want to go start to finish in and out, like like a heist. You know, you don't you want to save time. Um, but uh, can you get that on a t-shirt, please? <laughs> Secondary yeah. high school teaching. It's like a heist. Yeah. I, I like the notion though that I mean, much of my high school career was sitting up the back and very quietly insulting the teacher and whatever. I imagine that in the digital world there must be so many ways of them doing that. And are you aware oh. of any of them having like a Discord or a back channel or something? No, they yeah, they definitely have Surely Discord. Um, I'm waiting for the day that one of the kids writes a really mean message about me but sends it in the wrong chat. So I see it <laughs> and there's like that'd be great. It's oh. happening yet. 
in the in the Zoom chat, yeah. Um, but no, the kids are the kids are pretty nice. It's the biggest problem is the lack of participation. Like, yeah, because I can't mandate the mic and, and camera on thing. It's like a, it, it just kind of feels like. I'm I'm at a birthday party. Like I'm gonna do everything. I'm at a birthday party, but everyone that's invited, none of them are my friends. And I'm like, all right, guys, let's <laughs> hey let's guys. go past the parcel. But like, I'm the only player. It's like, who wants to go next? <laughs> oh me, sick. Oh oh, it's paper again. Like it's so it's so demoralizing. You're just sitting there talking to a blank screen, occasionally getting some chat. Uh, in the in the Zoom chat, but uh, it's just talking to a blank wall. And how do you punish them? I mean, you can't exactly yeah. say like go to your room or something. No, they're already there. I mean, well, this is the fun thing about Zooms is I figured out like you can send them out. I put them in a break room. No, <laughs> there's like it's no like way. a virtual a virtual doghouse. That's yeah, very funny. Yeah, I mean, it, it only really wor- works if you've got more than one teacher like on the Zoom so they can supervise because you right. can't just let them run amok. But it's like you can send them out and it's great. I so reckon I you should be able to send them to a room where you've jigged it to like play something nonstop. Oh, like nice. you could send them to like, I don't know, like a streaming of the movie Sleepless in Seattle on an endless <laughs> repeat or something yeah, and just or Rick torture Astley, them. Like a yeah. Rick Roll room. <laughs> no, it can't torture, be something yeah. they can find funny. It has to be something they find just so awful mm, like yeah, a documentary on how rubber bands are made or something or maybe a geology just, conference yeah a geology yeah, conference yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the zoom version of like the chinese water torture just like drip, yes drip. you got to figure out how to jig it so that when they actually get in trouble they actually get uh something worse than being sent out yeah so- i wish i mean i i i have to be i have to be careful with because i tried the um a student had joined the Zoom with like a profane username, and I had to get get them to change their name to their you know student name. And I um, I didn't know this was a, a feature on Zoom, but I accidentally kicked them out of the Zoom. Oh. Like I kicked them out, and apparently when you kick them out, they can't join back in. <laughs> <laughs> you expelled them. You expelled yeah, she, a child. She, she missed the entire lesson, so I had to sort out like alternative ways to catch up on the whole hour of work that we did. But like all the tech issues make it so much harder than just face to face being like, "Look, you've been a grub. Just focus and do your work." Oh, there you go, <laughs> Charles. What are your thoughts as as a parent? Um, are you more sympathetic to the plight of the teachers now than perhaps you were at the start of this conversation? No. <laughs> no, but Charles would say that because I was actually going to ask you about this, Harry. Do you reckon yeah. that parents like Charles are actually doing their kids' work for them? Oh, yeah. There are some sneaky, like exponentially growing responses in, in their English essays where it's like you didn't know, I reckon, 80% of those words. Yeah, you've got some little Einsteins all of a yeah. sudden. And well, I, I read, I, I wrote um, this script for my son because he had to Charles, do a video for science. <laughs> what? You know what your son's teacher's doing right now? I wonder if I wonder if his dad is doing his work for him and you just admitted it. Go on, Charles. Tell us the story. Yeah. No, but it's confess. You got you gotta put him on no no because it's it's how my parents helped me, which is like you put them on rails, don't you? Like you help like if you're there. Oh, you know, at a Sydney private school for sure. Yeah. And so he then recorded this video, the voiceover, and and he he didn't know the word that was written in the script. Funny that. So he, he used a different word and it oh, didn't no. make any sense. <laughs> Instead of consequently, because they're putting consequently, because it was like a life on Mars thing and consequently humans can't live on Mars. Blah, blah, blah. 
Um, but instead, he, he he read it as coincidentally. Oh, humans can't live on. Which is sense. a very Come. different word. Like, <laughs> 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 that just, like, changes the meaning completely. <laughs> was, uh, oh well. Charles, this why you ended up in comedy because your parents did all your schoolwork for you. <laughs> I'm just saying, no, I think it's good when parents help their kids. Like the worst thing would be to just disengage. And I think like because you have to look after them. for Like I mean my whole thing about homeschooling is just how unbelievably good teachers are because it's just they do, they require constant sort of reorienting away mm. from the Discord server and the YouTube channel yeah. that they've got set up on their second screen yeah. and back to the Zoom that this boring teacher is trying to <laughs> yeah. bore them with. <laughs> yeah, like mm. a- as a comedian, do you find it hard to like, as it, like your teacher role is obviously to reprimand these kids when they do something wrong, but as a comedian, do you find a part of yourself going, that's bloody good, like oh, that's really yeah. good and you kind 100%. of don't want to get mad at them? <laughs> yeah, well, I'd say I, I, I do have to like meter it out depending on how old they, like with the year seven kids, I've got to be pretty like, you know, on the spot and um, really you know, a teacher, teacher vibe, but like for the year nine kids, some of them, they do the funniest stuff and like, you know, they kind of get it. They get the shtick and, um, my role was the authority figure or whatever. And it's like, we have a good laugh. Like, uh, one of the kids was like playing a video game at the same time as my class, but he had his mic unmuted and you could, the whole t- all you could hear was. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> Fuck. And I'm like, I'm trying, like, over this constant tapping, I'm like, yeah, and so the metaphor here, (laughs) you want want it, all right, do you mind jumping off your game for a little, or mute your mic, just suck, you know, I know you're not paying attention. And it's just, it's so fun, like, it is great. I'm lucky to be able to work a job where, you know, it's fun at the same time, you know? Yeah. Well, here's so that you can get back in a classroom and test your material out. Yeah, yeah. I think I think to be honest, you'd be able to do Zoom schooling material for years, and all the parents will be like, "Don't take me back there." <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's right. yeah. Fingers crossed. All right. Well, look. I hope you survive this. I hope the kids survive this without major psychological scars, and you can get back on the stage soon, Harry. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thanks and for having if, me. And if you accidentally give them major psychological scars, they'll all turn out to be comedians. So you've kind of go. done your job, both jobs. You're it's fine. It's a circular economy. It's great. I yeah. love it. <laughs> and, and, and do you have anything that we should plug or is everything that you're involved in cancelled? <laughs> what a way to phrase that, by the way, Charles. Oh, the, the <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, well, I've got that online gig. Uh, it's with The Running Joke and that'll be this Friday. Uh, oh, so good. That should okay. be fun. Yeah, a genuine <laughs> event we can plug, and yeah, it'll, it'll have all the interactivity and the spontaneity of Zoom school. All right, okay, great. Oh, also, forgot uh, this Thursday, I'm hosting. Uh, a, it's a book club for the Korean Cultural Center, which uh, it should be fun. And all those details, like if you go to Korean Cultural Center or the Running Joke on Instagram, it'll all be on there. But yeah, thanks for joining us. Fun. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. 
Chaser Report. Less news, more often. Now, Dom, for our next bit, Xander and I have got a bit of a scoop. Yeah, we've been lucky enough to secure an exclusive interview with the Prime Minister. Good morning, Mr Morrison. Morning, David. Uh, my name's not David, it's Xander. Prime Minister, you went on holidays during the bushfires. You've comprehensively botched the vaccine rollout. Sexual assault is rampant in your own workplace. And you seem to have spent most of your term handing out car parks to your mates. How frustrating is it for everyone in Australia that you're still Prime Minister? There are enormous frustrations and every Australian understands that. Do you think we've reached a situation where everyone should seriously consider voting in the opposition? Australia is not in that situation. Yeah, but America got rid of Trump. He was almost as incompetent as you. The United States are in a very different situation to Australia. Yeah, because they've got actual fucking vaccines. Why can't you be just a tiny bit competent? Trying to be, but you keep interrupting me. I'm trying to answer your questions. Yes, but you're so fucking incompetent, you can't even get our names right. I'm sorry, David. I'm I'm going to insist on finishing my answer. My name's not David. All right. Now, turning to the pandemic, what's your thoughts on the situation currently unfolding in New South Wales right now? It's a failed state, and it has been for the last 20 years. Yeah, I suppose you're right. Labor was corrupt and and then the Liberals were even worse somehow. That's surprisingly insightful of you. So have you just given up on New South Wales? What I'm stressing is, is in terms of our diplomatic mission and those who are involved there, I mean, over the last couple of days, many countries have been getting their diplomatic staff out. Wait, so if you're evacuating New South Wales, doesn't your family still live in Kirribilli? Uh, David, we've been getting people out for years. My name's not David. Isn't the problem here not the cases, but the fact that you have failed to effectively deliver a vaccine? Tell you what the real problem is. The real problem is in New South Wales. Thank you for your time, Mr. Prime Minister. Thanks a lot, David. Dude. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. This, this episode of The Chaser Report brought to you by Wine O'Clock. In lockdown, every hour is wine o'clock, including including the one we recorded this episode in. So just before we go, an update on the man we spent most of last year discussing. John, one of our writers, has had a good look at what Donald Trump has been up to. Hey, John. Hi. That's a name I haven't uh, talked about in a long time, but he's still out there doing his thing, huh? Yeah, I was excited when I saw this news because finally something that wasn't depressing like everything else is the exciting news that Trump's back. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was supposed to be back on like the 6th of August or something. Yeah, he was supposed to be returning to the presidency. Is he back as president, John? Is, has the, have they delivered on that theory yet? 
Uh, no, he's actually campaigning again. He's already oh. campaigning for for the for the twenty twenty two and twenty twenty four elections in the US. Because there was a period where every Republican who um, wanted office had to go down to Mar-a-Lago and kiss the ring. So he's actually left. He's actually in front of crowds again. Yeah, he was at a Republican event called Save America with Trump. He's he was in Alabama, so he's already going back to his like his of course roots. It was and there's the. Everything you expect from a Trump rally, except for the extra bonus of the crowd turning against him multiple times. Really? What? That's really? so weird. That never happened before. Yes. Yeah, so so I've got a clip now. This is how they were planning to go down talking about the election. Here's Mo Brooks, the guy that they're supposed to be campaigning for. There are some people who are despondent about the voter fraud and election theft in 2020. Folks, put that behind you. Put that behind you. Yes. Look forward. Look forward, look forward. Beat them in 2022, beat them in 2024. All right. Yes. Wow. That's a crowd is not over the uh, 2020 election. Yeah, he's just given the absolutely terrible advice for Republicans to focus on a future election, not a previous election. But luckily though, there was someone who had a different opinion about whether or not we should do that. This is the start of Trump's speech. We did have a rigged election. Do we have it's terrible? Terrible. And you look at what's going on now. So we're, in, we're now at the stage in denying reality where it's just a given that the last election was rigged. Okay. This bodes well for the future of America. I also love that clearly his own advisory team is like, we need to stop talking about it. But then as soon as he starts talking, he's like, well, we have to talk about it. <laughs> but, but isn't the case, John, that every oh, time, like conventional thinking would say, Oh, maybe they should move on because it'll depress Republican voters in the 2022. But doesn't Trump have this genius of taking conventional wisdom and just making it not true? Like, isn't the point that he'll just focus on that and yet they'll still turn up for some reason anyway? Oh, yeah, this is a a packed crowd of mostly unvaccinated people in one of the only states in America that's still currently having a lot of issues with COVID because of their vaccine rollout. Yeah, 12% vaccinated in Alabama, I was reading the other day. That's uh, that's not great. Man, that makes Australia look good. Come on, Dom. <laughs> there was one person there advocating for vaccines. Trump had an interesting take. You know what? I believe totally in your freedoms. I do. You got to do what you have to do. But I recommend take the vaccines. I did it. It's good. Take the vaccines. But you got... No, that's okay. That's all right. You got your freedoms. But I happen to take the vaccine. If it doesn't work, you'll be the first to know, okay? Holy shit. Oh, my God. He's the most reasonable (laughs) person there. (laughs) So that was him getting booed for saying that he took the vaccine. Yeah. So they're all on board with the last election result was a complete scam, but not I got vaccinated and it's working. (laughs) Holy fuck. Oh, my God, John. I now wish that when Alan Jones and Rupert Murdoch came out like two weeks ago saying that they had been fully vaccinated, I now wish they did that to a live audience too because I'm assuming it's the same response. Mm. That's amazing. (laughs) So the forces of craziness unleashed by Trump have now outstripped even his craziness. That's quite extraordinary. Yeah, he, he came out and said that he took a vaccine so that he doesn't die within the next four years. And now, he, and his voters are not happy about that. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> but he, he did hit on some of his top, on like some of the main things you would expect from Trump. At one point, he praised his own team and the current work they're doing in the presidential suite in what seemed to have been a copy and paste from a speech he gave in 2020. Well, that's very, that's very Melania, isn't it? She's the copy and paste queen of the 
relationship. He also praised the Muslim ban. He had a rant about wokeness. So he didn't fully lose the crowd because he hit on some of their favourite points. I asked a child, so what would you do after describing? Would you leave the military until everything's out, including the civilians and all of that incredible military equipment? Or would you have the military go out first? Sir, I'd leave the military in. He was five. He said, I'd leave the military in. Get everything out first. I said, thank you very much. But they didn't want me to tell that story. They thought it was not an appropriate story. I mean, I would say how hilarious it is that... um the Republican Party's now even more niche and crazy and weird. But as Charles said, he'll still probably win the 2024 election. Well, favorite part of that is the fact that he got told not to tell the story because it won't make him sound good. And he decided to do it anyway. I mean, I was thinking this would be a fun thing to talk about because like, we haven't talked about him for ages and he's funny. But fuck, I'm glad that guy lost. Thanks, John. Thanks for wading into the Trump gutter so the rest of us don't have to. Yeah, it's been a great day. All right, that's it for today's episode. If you want to leave us a review, jump on Apple Podcasts and use the code word homeschooling. Yeah, very nice. Um, our gurus from Road Microphones were part of the Acast Creator Network. Catch you tomorrow. Bye. See ya.